Hey everyone, I'm Phil Albertelli, and this is The Week in Doubt, a podcast for atheists, agnostics, and of course, whoever. And I, I don't know why I chose to do that, but that's actually one of my my old songs with my band that you heard just there. Um, maybe I was feeling nostalgic. That song in particular was called Reversed, and I'm the one singing and I would write the lyrics. And uh, I think I'm technically still in that band. We just haven't played in like two, two or three years, but that was from way back in the day. Um, my band members are also, uh, my bandmates are also my best friends. Uh, um, two of them I've known since high school. And I can't believe I'm going to shoehorn the occult into yet another episode. But I chose to name that song Reversed because I think it was kind of a nod to the fact that supposedly the poet W.B. Yeats, his occult name or magic name was something like Satan is God Reversed or that's what it translated to. And uh, I just did that documentary on Crowley not too long ago. And as it turns out, Yeats and Crowley, both members of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, and no love lost between them. And before we get started, I'd like to give a shout out to Freethinker215, is that it? I remember the last time I gave him a shout out, might have been a year or so ago, I uh, butchered his uh, his handle there. Um <laughs> A shout out to him for editing his uh, his Patreon pledge. And uh, I guess I'm obligated to read this. So it says, by reading this aloud, I agree to give 3Thinker215 one free <laughs> blowjob. Um I'm, as much as I love you, brother, I'm sorry I can't I can't fulfill that deal. A sincere and hearty thanks, though, for um, for editing your Patreon pledge. It's greatly appreciated. But yeah, thanks, man. And uh, Freethinker's been with the show for a long time now. They've been uh, supporting me for a while. Uh, so yeah, sincerely, uh, all humor aside, that, that really is uh, greatly appreciated. So I feel like this one's been a long time coming. It's It's been kind of stewing on the back burner of my mind for a while. If you're like me, someone who's watched more than their fair share of atheist versus theist debates, you've probably heard all sorts of figures and stats being thrown around regarding what percentage of the population at large supposedly believe in God versus what percent of the scientific community supposedly believe or don't believe. And I've often found myself wondering about these claims and statistics, wondering how much merit there is to them, or maybe even rightly or wrongly leaning on some of them, like the notion that the majority of scientists are atheists, which I believe in some cases is actually true, but it varies by discipline, and the percentage in general doesn't seem to be nearly as large as I had thought. I have to admit that I had somewhat smugly been walking around with the idea in my head that 90-something percent of the scientists scientific community were atheists. And as it turns out, it's more like roughly half of that at best in most instances. I'm not sure where I got this inflated 90-something percent figure. And then a point that you might hear theists often argue is that supposedly the majority of physicians are actually either religious or at least believe in some sort of higher power. 
And I often put physicians or doctors side by side with scientists in my mind. Rightly or wrongly, I've always considered MDs from various disciplines, as well as surgeons, etc., to be scientists or members of the scientific community in a sense, due to all the arduous years of education and acquired expertise in anatomy, biology, chemistry, or pharmacology, etc. And I think at the least you can say there's some amount of overlap there, or that in general medicine is, in itself, a scientific discipline. But yeah, I believe it's around 76% of doctors that are believers of some sort, so roughly tied with the general population, I think. And that's interesting, because I think the majority, or around at least uh, a half of experts in the natural sciences, evolutionary biology, etc., are atheists or non-believers. And so you might be tempted to ask, what's the discrepancy there? And I've heard a couple of theories. Maybe religious people tend to gravitate towards medicine over other scientific disciplines. And or maybe there's an emotional component that comes into play. Physicians witness and tend to people on their deathbeds, have to inform people that they have terminal illnesses, etc. So religion or some kind of belief in a higher power might provide a kind of coping mechanism for doctors. And to be honest, I'm not sure how much merit there is in those explanations. Uh, I think the one about religious people may be tending to gravitate towards medicine over other scientific disciplines. Uh, that one especially sounds plausible to me. I've spoken ad nauseum on the show about how you don't need religion to be a moral individual. But it could be the case that often religious people feel compelled by their religious values to want to go out into the world and help others, whether it's doing missionary work or, you know, becoming a doctor. Uh, missionary work, uh, I think there are missionary organizations that really do some good work around the world. But the problem or the reservation I have is, are there any strings attached? Um, are they also taking this as an opportunity to push their religion on the people they're helping, you know? But yeah, this is the stuff I want to dive into today. So I've gathered together a bunch of articles, and the impetus for finally tackling this topic was a recent article from Patheos regarding the rise of the so-called nuns, not nuns and habits, but nuns, N-O-N-E-S, uh, along with another article tweeted at me by friend and listener Crocoduck, the subject of which was the claim that the majority of philosophers are non-believers. So I guess first I'll take a quick look at that Patheos article I mentioned. So this is dated March 22nd, and it's entitled, Nuns are statistically tied for the largest religious group in the country. And uh, it's authored by Hemant Mehta. According to just-released 2018 data from the General Social Survey, nuns are now the largest single quote-unquote religious demographic in the country. 23.1% statistically tied with Catholics, 23.0%, and just above Evangelical Christians, 22.5%. It goes on to say, well, the single data point may not tell you much. Look at those trend lines. No religion just keeps getting higher and higher, apparently pulling people from mainline Christian denominations and maybe some Evangelicals, too. And this is kind of funny. I don't know how many of you listening are familiar with Christy Winters. I think she's technically Dr. Christy Winters now. 
Um, I've often talked on the show about the so you know the clash between so-called SJWs, social justice warriors, and uh, anti-SJWs, and how you know even though I'm I'm not big on political correctness to some degree, I try to keep out of that fight, you know. And I think I was just touching on this recently. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was in that uh, recent internet controversies episode where I was talking about Joe Rogan and I was giving my take on the whole Brie Larson thing. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Um, but Christy Winters is what I guess um, the people on the anti-SJW side would consider kind of the, the queen of the SJWs. And she's pretty well known in those circles, has a pretty big uh, presence on YouTube and social media. And I think she even, uh, she's been known to kind of go back and forth with Noel Plum, who I'm a fan of. Um, even though I, my take on Noel Plum, he's, he's a really, uh, I think he's a very reasonable, good-natured guy. For some reason, he and, uh, <laughs> he and Christy Winters have been locked in a number of, uh, arguments or disagreements but anyway she tweeted at me and uh that's not the first time that happened i think either once or twice before she's either um tweeted at me in response to something or maybe you know liked or retweeted one of my tweets and i'm not complaining uh, quite the contrary i appreciate the uh, attention in general i have a a relatively small Twitter presence or Twitter following. Uh, but I always found it a little strange because, you know, um, I'm not on Twitter all that much other than maybe liking and retweeting other people's stuff or tweeting out the link to the most recent episode of the show or whatever. But it always catches me a little off guard. I'm like, wow, does she follow me? Or has she ever listened to an episode of the podcast? Um, yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, uh, I won't bother hunting down her tweet just because I think it, Twitter makes it so difficult to try to search through that mess of tweets and retweets and threads to find what you're looking for. But the gist of it was is that she was basically cautioning secular types and non-believers not to get too excited about these poll results because... The so-called nuns can include not just uh, atheists, but people who have all sorts of weird, airy-fairy beliefs, but they get lumped in with the nuns because they don't identify with any particular organized religion. And I think she's right. Another thing that jumped out at me is that, yeah, the nuns are, uh, what, 23.1 in the... The article is kind of saying, yeah, you know, that's pretty good. Catholics are only 23 and evangelical Christians only 22.5. But yeah, those are both strains of Christianity. And you put the Catholics and the evangelicals together, and then you have twice the numbers the nuns have. So just the Catholics and Christians alone together, that gives you like 45% of the population versus the 23%, uh, 23.1 of the nuns. And uh, once again, the nuns probably include a fair share of people at all sorts of wishy-washy, airy-fairy beliefs. 
And that's without even bothering to factor in the remaining Christian sects and denominations, not to mention the other religions, Judaism, Hinduism, Islam, etc., etc. But I guess the silver lining would be that, yeah, it does seem like the trend is people are starting or continuing to think for themselves and break away from organized religion. But the, the numbers are still relatively small. And that's not me being some Grinch saying I want to see organized religion done away with or something, but I would like to see a larger representation or presence of free thinkers and non-believers, secular types, etc., and uh, not see us be such a, <laughs> such a small minority, you know? Yeah, so let's look at some of these other articles. I'm looking at uh, the pewforum.org, or just pewforum.org. Um, religious belief among the general public and scientists. General public, 83% believe in God. 12% who don't believe in God, but do believe in a universal spirit or higher power. And then a measly 4% represents those who don't believe in either. So in other words, according to this Pew study, 4% of the population are atheists. And then there's a remaining 1% who either don't know or refuse to answer. And then among scientists, 33% believe in God, 18% who don't believe in God, but do believe in a universal spirit or higher power. So I don't know, like maybe some kind of impersonal God, something like uh, pantheism or the uh, the force in Star Wars. Um, I'm being a little cheeky there, but to be honest, the force in Star Wars is actually a pretty good representation of an impersonal God or some kind of all-pervading universal spirit um, like you'd find in Eastern mysticism or something like that, which I think Lucas was influenced by. And then we have 41% of scientists who don't believe in either, so don't believe in a god or a more kind of impersonal god, a universal spirit, or general vague notion of a higher power or something. Um, and then 7% who either claimed to don't know or refuse to answer. And just for some context, that Pew uh, survey study is pretty old. It, it dates back to 2009. And then there's an article from NBC News Health uh, reporting on a survey of 1,044 doctors nationwide. 76% said they believed in God. 59% said they believed in some sort of afterlife. And 55% said their religious beliefs influence how they practice medicine. And that dates back to uh, 2005. So that pretty much reflects what I was saying earlier on in this episode regarding um, doctors and religiosity or their tendency to believe in God or some higher power. And something about that jumped out at me. Uh, 76% said they believe in God, but only 59% said they believe in some sort of afterlife. That's very interesting. It, that reminds me of something I've talked about here and there over the years uh, on the show about how the two don't always go hand in hand. As odd as it might sound to some or as jarring as it might sound, you can actually have a belief in a god or a higher power without having a belief in an afterlife. And that reminds me of this difference you kind of see between 
Judaism and Christianity, even though Christianity grew out of Judaism, um, the Hebrew Bible doesn't reference an afterlife that much. There is mention of Sheol, which may or may not be meant to be taken figuratively, kind of this gloomy place, not a world of punishment like hell or something like that, but just the... Uh, the, the destination of the dead in general, where the kind of depicted is sleeping. Um, and then I think it were there are the two priestly classes. You had the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Was it the Sadducees who didn't necessarily believe in afterlife? I always wanted to do a little documentary episode on that. I, I should at some time in the near future. I'm just glancing at these other articles I saved. Uh, there's one here from MD Magazine. A University of Chicago study concluded that a whopping 76% of doctors stated that they believe in God, compared with only 39% of scientists and about 70% of Americans overall. And so 76%, that's the exact number from that um, the survey that NBC News was citing. So that very well may be the, uh, the same exact study. So this is interesting. I'm actually looking further down at that article. High income and physician belief. In general, high income is correlated with a lower belief in a deity. This correlation, however, does not apply when it comes to physicians, who as a group earn an income that is generally among the top 5% of the population. Why doesn't this high physician income correlate with the projected lower belief in a higher power? And this next part kind of echoes what I was talking about earlier. The finding that doctors are more likely to believe in God than other individuals who are on equal financial footing may have to do with the tenuous life and death situations that most physicians encounter. This regular confrontation with mortality and, unpredictab and unpredictably... It's funny, I think that might be a typo. It, it probably is supposed to be unpredictability, but says unpredictably, is a constant reminder that a patient cannot buy his or her way out of life-threatening or terminal disease. This could make financial security less meaningful for physicians than it may be for other well-compensated professionals who may not be faced with the stark limitations of the power of money on such a regular basis. Then it goes on, negative life events and physician faith. Another interesting issue in the physician work environment is that physicians often witness terrible events that most people would consider unfair. Nice people get sick, children lose parents, and innocent people suffer. Many would question whether such distressing events would push doctors away from belief in God. Yet it appears that even while physicians are exposed to... Even while physicians are exposed to seemingly unjust patient distress, most continue to believe in God. This is hard to explain, but perhaps it is due to the unexpected peace that many dying patients exhibit or to the observation that many events that appear bad are often not as straightforward as a simple good and bad. But whatever the reason, human suffering itself, which doctors frequently see close up, does not seem to preclude faith in a greater power, as might be expected. So that is interesting. And I have to admit, uh, theodicy or, you know, the problem of evil or suffering, that's not the only reason why uh, I doubt the existence of a higher power, but it certainly doesn't help. 
So here's a live science article I found, uh, and this is pretty interesting. Scientists' belief in God varies starkly by discipline. About two-thirds of scientists believe in God, according to a new survey that uncovered stark differences based on the type of research they do. The study, along with another one released in June, would appear to debunk the off-held notion that science is incompatible with religion. Those in the social sciences are more likely to believe in God and attend religious services than researchers in the natural sciences, the study found. Nearly 38% of natural scientists, people in disciplines like physics, chemistry, and biology, say they do not believe in God. Only 31% of the social scientists do not believe. Okay, so it's giving some details on the study. In the new study, and uh, okay, once again, these, a lot of these surveys and studies are so old. Uh, this one dates back to 2005. And when I was researching this, it's what kept turning up is these really, old, um, these really old studies. If anyone can find any newer studies out there that starkly, you know, or even considerably contrast uh, what I'm finding here, uh, please do so. In the new study, Rice University sociologist Elaine Howard Eklund surveyed 1,646 faculty members at elite research universities, asking 36 questions about belief in spiritual practices. Yeah, so it's saying yeah, 41% of biologists don't believe in God. Well, yeah, it's just 27% among political scientists. And this is what we heard before. 76% of doctors said they believed in God. And that's citing um, the University of Chicago study. And once again, strangely enough, uh, 59%, only 59% only believe in some sort of afterlife. So there's definitely there's some kind of gap there of people who believe in a higher power, but not necessarily an afterlife. And this is an interesting article from phys.org, P-H-Y-S, that uh, has to do with that same researcher and her findings when researching belief among uh, doctors abroad from different regions around the world. More than half of scientists in India, Italy, Taiwan, and Turkey self-identify as religious, Eklund said. And it's striking that approximately twice as many convinced atheists exist in the general population of Hong Kong. For example, 55% compared with the scientific community in the region, 26%. The researchers did find that scientists are generally less religious than a given general population. However, there were exceptions to this. 39% of scientists in Hong Kong identify as religious, compared with 20% of the general population of Hong Kong. And 54% of scientists in Taiwan identify as religious, compared with 44% of the general population of Taiwan. Eklund noted that such patterns challenge long-standing assumptions about the irreligious character of scientists around the world. And hopefully I'll be able to find it. I, I have so many articles that I've gathered together here. I'm not sure which one it was in. But there was one that it was talking about scientists in the UK specifically and how when you got up to kind of the cream of the crop of British scientists, you really did see a stark rise in the amount that are not believers, that are uh, atheistic. Hopefully I'll be able to find that. There is a quote here in this article I was just reading from a British scientist, and I think it's on the subject of whether or not there's a conflict between religion and science, uh, at least culturally speaking. 
Another scientist said that there are multiple atheisms, some of which include religious traditions. I have no problem going to church services because quite often, again, that's a cultural thing, said a physics reader in the UK, who said he sometimes attended services because his daughter sang in the church choir. It's like looking at another part of your culture, but I have no faith religiously. It doesn't worry me that religion is still out there. Okay, I think I found the article. It's uh, from Futurity, <laughs> futurity.org. 45% of UK scientists don't believe in God. And this one's actually fairly recent, relatively speaking, uh, 2018, uh, December of 2018. Scientists in the United Kingdom are significantly less religious than the general population their research finds. The researchers found that while only 18% of people in the UK said they do not believe in God, 45% of UK scientists responded the same way. In addition, the researchers discovered that scientists in elite departments, a categorization based on the number of publications per department, published department rankings, and insider knowledge, are about twice as likely to never attend religious services than scientists in non-elite departments. Elite scientists represent the leading edge of the secularizing effects of science, observes lead author, and here she is again, Elaine Howard Eklund, professor of sociology and director of the Religion and Public Life program at Rice University. I guess finally I'll read a bit from that article Crocoduck sent me, and it's from Psychology Today. Why 62% of philosophers are atheists. Should philosophers be agnostic? A response to Alvin Plantinga. I think it's Plantinga, right? Not Plantinga. <laughs> um, I've heard this guy's name thrown around quite a bit in uh, debates, etc. And uh, I believe he's a, either a Christian or pro-Christian philosopher. Yeah, Alvin Carl Plantinga. Born, in, born November 15th, 1932 in Arbor, Michigan. Education, Calvin College, University of Michigan, Yale University, that's where he got his PhD. Notable works, God and Other Minds, and Warranted Christian Belief, which he, uh, it looks like that came out in 2000. But I'll return now to that Psychology Today article, and it's by David Kyle Johnson, PhD. Recently, Gary Gutting interviewed Alvin Plantinga, it's like they know I'm bad with names, for The Stone, the New York Times philosophy column. Is atheism irrational, the title asked, with the implied answer, yes. Yet among philosophers, a supposedly rational group, 62% are atheists compared to about half that among all academics and 2% in the general population. When asked why this is so, Plantinga suggested their motivations were psychological, not philosophical. Maybe they are like Thomas Nagel, he suggested, and don't want there to be any such person as God, because that means they are constantly being observed, judged, and evaluated. Or perhaps like Heidegger, they desire autonomy and think God's existence threatens it. And right off the bat, for a supposedly great philosopher, these arguments seem so hackneyed and condescending. Um, you're an atheist because you don't want there to be a god. Um, or because you think, you know, the, the big sky daddy threatens your autonomy or whatever. 
and it's been done ad nauseum. I don't want to explain it again this episode, but I've talked about, you know, kind of trying to counter this, talking about how my own experience, how harrowing it was to lose belief in God. And there was a time when all I wanted was to believe, but my reason kept leading me in the other direction. And my reason kind of eroded my faith. And it was a very harrowing time making that transition from a young believer, someone who was raised to believe that there was a God at the center of it all who gave everything meaning, and that when you die, you get to spend eternity with your loved ones, etc. Going from that to, you know, a struggling agnostic atheist trying to make sense of it all, it's not easy having that existential carpet pulled out from under you. So I think it is insulting and presumptuous to, uh, assume that people don't believe in God for some relatively petty reason like uh they don't want there they don't want there to be a God because they don't want to be judged or don't want to have to eventually face the music um or because they want to be free to do whatever they want I mean as creepy as it is the idea of um some god, some anthropomorphic god with a furrowed brow watching you um, masturbate or use the toilet. Uh, as as off-putting as that is, I don't think that's one of the main reasons why people don't believe in God, because they feel like, you know, because they don't want to be uh, constantly uh, observed or evaluated or whatever. But the article continues, none of these philosophers, however, specialized in studying religious belief. On the other hand, there are numerous philosophers of religion who argue directly and philosophically for atheism and whose motivation planting us seems to completely ignore, e.g. A.C. Grayling, William Rowe, John Leslie Mackey, who argued that theism is irrational, and Michael Martin, who has written an entire philosophical defense of atheism. I know my own atheism has nothing to do with worries about autonomy or being watched or judged. It's simply because I am not keen on taking things on faith, i.e. believing without sufficient evidence, or pretending to know what I don't, or committing logical fallacies. And it seems that to believe in God based on anything besides faith simply involves motivated reasoning that tries to justify theistic belief, reasoning that is rife with logically fallacious arguments. Wow, I, I think that uh, that response was brilliantly put, and I don't know how much I could add to it. And I'm tired, so can I go now? But all right, everyone, thanks for listening. Let me know what you thought of this episode. You guys know the drill. Please like the Facebook page. You can follow the show on Twitter. You can check out the YouTube channel. Maybe you're doing that now. If you want to support the show monetarily, you can go to patreon.com slash theweekendout and help the show out for as little as 99 cents a month. All right, brothers and sisters, until next time.